Okay, good morning. Good morning. So we are now on episode... 33? 33. Yes, 33. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today? Uh, binge-worthy content. So, binge-worthy content. Yeah, so Why mar- are we talking about binge-worthy content? Well, so it's Marketing Monday. Right. And so today's obviously marketing tips, all about marketing. And um, Every Monday we do marketing, Yeah. yeah? Yeah, cool. and we, we just share some tips and things that we either do or going to be doing or yeah. we've found. And um, yeah, binge-worthy content is all about how we, we've mentioned in previous podcasts that you can't normally sell on the first touch point to somebody. Yeah, um, yeah. There's loads of metrics about how many there are. I think some people say seven, some say 11, some say 14. There's well, like... one of the things we said on a previous Marketing Monday was the um, you, somebody before they even engage with you as a business owner uh, um, or with your business of any type um, is they need to have seen you between six or seven between six times and 12 times. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With a Touch variety points. of content. Yeah. yeah before yeah. they even start to think yeah, about it. Yeah, so how do you get people to see and watch all that stuff? Yeah. Um, and not just see your stuff once and disappear. Yeah. Um, so it's all about um, making things binge worthy. And the greatest example of that is obviously Netflix. Yeah. Um, I would say any video on demand service, but really Netflix are the masters at it. Um, and if you kind of study how Netflix works. I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all sat there watching Netflix and then the next episode pops up, oh, just one more. And then the next one pops up and it's like midnight and you haven't gone to bed and you've got to get up early the next morning, but you just got to watch one more. Well, then they do, they implemented some really smart strategies in terms of skip intro. Yes. Yeah. So you immediately roll into the next, yeah. next one. So it, it becomes like an episode becomes... A movie, effectively, yeah. right? Well, and the know. fact that um, it auto plays, so yeah. it's actually less effort for you to just carry on watching than it yeah. is to stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and YouTube applies the same principle, right? Yeah. It's it will automatically roll into the next piece of content. Yeah, and the fact that you can skip ads on on YouTube yeah. and stuff as well if you want to. So today's episode then is going to be about how the how you can apply big business strategies to to your own content and well, your not own necessarily things. it's just it's, it's it's not their strategies it's just kind of um understanding what they're doing right. and how that can apply to business so um one of the other things that um has been used for decades not just netflix but in the land of tv is is yeah. obviously the cliffhanger yeah, yeah, um, yeah i remember back in the day when i used to watch neighbors um and obviously there was no Netflix, you couldn't watch the next one, so it was it was lunchtime or the evening the yeah, next day, yeah, yeah. and there'd always neighbors. be a cliffhanger, and you're like, no. <laughs> they used to get played twice a day, neighbours, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, that's what it's saying. Lunchtime and evening, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there was Home and Away. Yeah. Oh god, I remember watching all those all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so there was this this cliffhanger, um, that and you, and you so that you're definitely going to tune in the next day and and those i think they had to be even more cliffhangers back then because yeah. they did need to bring you back whereas netflix and things have got all these tricks to just keep you on the platform yeah. but you knew that you had to be back at what was it 5:35 or yeah, something yeah. um to watch that episode and i i used to go to a school that was a long way away from my house so i i came back very late 
I came back at, you know, most kids finish school at four or, or three or whatever. I would only be back about 5.30. And it was always, like, if we were stuck in traffic, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to miss neighbours. Yeah, because there was no kind of watching it back. No, no, exactly. It or downloading it or anything no, like that. No, exactly. So it's about um, creating, how do you create those cliffhangers in content? Because, you know, you don't have a character as, as yeah. such. You don't have plot or story. Yeah. Um, well, you do. I will move on to how you kind of, bring those into your your business stuff but but you haven't got a fictional setup so how so it's about creating those cliffhangers yeah and it's an important point in that you're like if you're in small business or you're going into business or you've got an idea and you're just trying to create some kind of awareness for what you're what you're doing i mean we've talked a lot about just show up every day like do yeah. just just be be consistent in your efforts mm-hmm. because you'll learn and you'll get better mm-hmm. um but that's that doesn't ju- it still doesn't just happen there is no. there has to, there has to be some context and planning i mean yeah. it's no coincidence that we have a marketing monday no exactly you know there's yeah. a framework in which you and i work this yeah. podcast yeah. that helps our it doesn't just help in terms of the structure like in terms of oh okay it's a monday so it's marketing it's a it helps us think about what the content should be yeah rather than reinventing the wheel every single day of the week because yeah, that would and get it's, exhausting right? well and understanding your niche as well um because there's there's some there's a couple of podcasts that i like them and i like their stuff mm. but i don't listen to them that much because they they cover kind of everything right so i know when i dive in it's going to be either potluck if I'm just going to kind of press play and listen or I've got to kind of go through all the stuff to find something I want to listen to whereas if I'm particularly wanting to get some sales tips or you know find out about a certain thing I or like travel or whatever I will go to that specific podcast because I know the content's going to be what I'm looking for right then so you do have to kind of really cater for your niche yeah um and so for people that are going to be interested and that's why again like you said we have marketing monday we know that a lot of people out there listening our audience is interested in marketing tips yeah so that's why that's that's a focus of of what we do yeah and having a very clear idea as to who your audience is yeah at all like who you want to speak to is is really important so so if you're sat there thinking okay i've got to do because some people struggle with the idea of doing one social media post a week. Yeah. You know, that can be daunting for people. Yeah, Let's yeah. face it, if you've never done it before, and whether that be on Instagram, Facebook, or, or any platform, the idea of doing one a week seems, oh, excuse me, that's 52 a year. It's like, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. But in today's world, that's like, that's so little yeah. in terms of grabbing people's attention. So, well, who was it? Was it um, Grant Cardone? That I can't remember what it was. It was absolutely crazy. He posts something like one every 10 minutes or something <coughs> on social. It, like, it's insane the amount he posts. Yeah. It, it was, um, I can't remember the number. He, he's, he's got it in one of his books or something, what he actually posts. But right. it is like one there. If you look on his Facebook page, you'll see it's like every few minutes. It's That's crazy. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> but then I suppose you build. The, the media around your life, right? Yeah. So he's one of those individuals that he will literally have someone videoing him going yeah, from and he did one seem to place to the appear other. from nowhere. And yeah. that's because he suddenly decided, right, I want to be in, in the public yeah. space. And, and so therefore, he was obviously already a very successful businessman, but yeah. he wanted to take it in a different direction. So he ramped up his content. Yeah, and it's interesting how some people's content is literally one very tiny niche. Mm. Like there's a woman that I follow on Instagram and 
all her whole Instagram account. She's got a big following and she gets lots of engagement on her Instagram all the time. And her whole shtick, if you like, is how to like to run. Like it's, it's a running form uh, thing, but it literally is. The whole idea is that you you tilt your body forward, you raise your knee, and you kick your butt. Mm. Right? That, that I'm murdering her <laughs> description. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the point is, that's it. Like yeah. that's fundamentally it. Yeah. Like you could see it in a. Like, she could draw a picture, in fact, she often does. It's like, she'll have a picture of her thing. Yeah. And that could be it. And you could think, well, okay, well, what the hell more could you... And this woman posts all the time, yeah. consistently, about that same thing, just in different ways. Like, she'll be doing it, and someone else will yeah. be doing it, and then and over and over and over again. Well, just... one of the original um, successful Instagram accounts was uh, Men and Coffee, um, which right. was literally, as it sounds, it was right. pictures of men drinking coffee. Um, yeah, that's that, that was it. And were that, they really hot? Yeah, they were hot men. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but that account just soared, absolutely right. soared. Um, and now uh, the woman in charge of it, Alex, I can't remember her second name, but she does lots of like training on Instagram and stuff. Right. But essentially it was just posting the same thing yeah. every day over and over and over again. Yeah, but the principle that you're talking about today is when it comes to the binge-worthy thing. So what yeah. you're really saying is, Okay, what makes somebody go see that piece and then want to see the next? Yeah, like, well, want, to, want to stick around, want to stay. So there's there's four, four, um, sorry, five, um, five C's that I've put together. Right. Okay? Um, okay. And um, consistency that we're, you were just saying about is one of them. Right. So um, posting not exactly the same thing. I mean, I know that works for her, but I'm, I. Well, she's not. She's posting about the same topic, but yeah. the way she posts it is different. But, that, every but time. as you say, very very niche, but. You don't have to be that niche if that doesn't suit what you do. No. Um, but you do need to to be consistent in what you post. Yeah. So if it's not a consistent topic, make sure your you know your colours and your fonts and your style of everything that you post is very similar. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's instantly <clears throat> recognisable as you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you watch, for example, us, if you don't just listen to this podcast, you find us on YouTube. One of the things that you'll see is that predominantly our video content is black and white. Yeah. Like when you're when it's just you and I talking. Yeah. And that's because we were like, well, everything is so polished and bright and colourful and everything yeah. else. What do we do that's the opposite to that? Yeah. So just so that it's distinguished as us. So yeah. we went black and white. It's also a little bit of a vanity thing because one of the things that <laughs> you... it just makes it easier, doesn't it? We it don't have to worry about so what to wear yeah, it makes it so much easier because we we wanted the least number of hurdles possible to get the podcast out there every day. Yeah. And if you're in a situation where your makeup and your hair's got to be perfect and your lighting's got to be perfect all the time and it's all about your image rather than the content, yeah. then we we knew that you and I would not stick to that for 365 yeah, days. Exactly. Right? But if we could get that bit out of the way... Yeah. So we solved the problem, but also created an, uh, an identity yes. out of the problem. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing you've got to think about as well. Yeah, and um, just creating, as you say, that consistency. I mean, that follows that. We originally came up with that, as you say, because just to make things easier and to, to make a difference as to what yeah. was already out there. But now that's followed through to our website and to our Facebook page. Yeah. So you've got that consistency. It's very much that's the smiley, the yellow and black and white. Yeah imagery is very much the smiling entrepreneur's look yeah exactly like they're all tied together exactly. across everything yeah very much so um but also consistently see tie um comes through to how often you're posting mm. so uh, people panic and go oh do i really have to post like three times a day 
ideally the more you post the better but if you if you don't want to or you haven't got time or whatever it is just being consistent is still really important yeah. so if it's once every other day or if and if it's yeah. you know two or three times a week if it's a, a monday wednesday and friday just being consistent with when you're posting is really yeah 100 well. percent. and the reason why that is is not necessarily if you actually watch say because the great thing about all of these platforms that you end up using so whether it's let's just take instagram for example um and you you want to create awareness for your business or your product service whatever it is or just you because you want to raise your yeah. profile um <coughs> when you post consistently what you'll see is um if you look at the stats because you can look at your own stats on instagram there's a really e it's i think they call it insights mm -hmm. on instagram well all, all platforms yeah yeah and you can look at okay well what's actually happening with your post if you do it consistently each time what you'll see is the amount of impressions you start to get consistently over a number of days over weeks over months start to grow yeah and that's effectively that platform going okay well we know joe blogs is has got is getting some kind of engagement with their content and they, they post all the time they're yeah. using our platform all the time so yeah. they want to reward you for the fact that you personally keep coming back to the platform but not only is it that you're coming to the platform but you're pulling other people into the platform at the same time. So the algorithms will start saying, okay, let's increase the number of impressions you've got. And an impression, all an impression is, is somebody seeing your content. They're not necessarily taking any action. It's just that they see your account. They yeah. see that post. And so if you, what, if you look at some of the biggest players on the planet when it comes to Instagram and stuff, <coughs> their impressions they get is just ludicrous yeah. absolutely insane the numbers they get so and then that all breaks down into well how many interact with it and then how many people like how many comment and everything else so yeah the consistency piece well, that's allows also about impression growth knowing your audience so if you're you know if you're aiming for a, a uk audience of i don't know um uk young mums for right. example then okay. Don't stick a post out when they're going to be on the school run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just it's about working out when you think your audience will will be able to see and engage with your content yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and and in in terms of consistency, um, just having something at the same time. Mm. It sounds it sounds really like a, a minute point, but it's it's from the point of view that you just said. But also, once you start to build a following, people yeah. start to look for your content. Yeah. Um, and I, I podcast I was listening to somebody I follow and she was saying, you know, if she doesn't get her podcast out, I think it's once a week that she does it. Yeah. At that time, that week, within 10, 15 minutes, she's got emails coming through saying, where's this week's wow. episode? Yeah, <laughs> because people are, are ready for it. Yeah, well, I obviously on our journey with the podcast, I've, I've noticed that you start becoming aware of other podcasters. Yeah. They, you find that people, certain people are doing a podcast and, and I've gone down the rabbit hole of just having a quick look. Mm. Uh, okay, well, how often are they? Because I know ours is a... So the Smiling Entrepreneurs podcast is unusual in in the podcast world in that we do it daily. Mm -hmm. Daily podcasting isn't something that everybody's doing. Mm. In fact, a lot of people say, I'll do one a week or whatever it is. And if they are daily, it. they're normally like five minutes. Tips, yeah, whereas we waffle quick. on for like 45 <laughs> minutes or an hour about a particular subject. So, um, yeah, so it's it's unusual to be in, in this particular format. and and But it's interesting because I've looked at other podcasters, if you like, just to get some, well, how are they doing it? And oh, is there anything we're missing? Because we're learning this as yeah. we go. 
and they'll post maybe last week, maybe three weeks ago, maybe two times a month, maybe yeah. four times a month, maybe, and it's all over the place yeah. as to when they book. And I think a lot of the reason for that is because they're relying on a guest. Yeah. So their whole content is built upon the response rate they get if someone wants to be a guest. Yeah. And as somebody who likes podcasts myself, like both of us consume podcasts yeah. anyway, it's um, if the person I'm following is has missed a few days. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And I'll start looking for something That's else it. to listen to. you find to, other people. Because right? I've done that a few times. Um, as you say, we, we do post a lot more than most anyway, but... I'll kind of flick through and go, oh, you haven't posted for a week. And, yeah. Or not, Not. it's not that, oh, you haven't posted for a week as in kind of like criticism. It's just that I've seen that topic or I've listened to it and I'm wanting something new. Yeah. <laughs> so well, if they can't give me something new, I'll go to look elsewhere. Yeah, and this does feed into that consistency, also feeds into the, the binge-worthy, like wanting to see more in that um, it, also, it ties into what we talked about, the shouting into an empty room mm. when you begin, right? Because... I personally, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, if I if I stumble across a piece of content that I like that yeah. someone's created, but it's only their one of 50 yeah. or one of 20 yeah. or whatever it is, and they only started last month or, mm. or a couple of months ago, I'm way less likely to subscribe to them. Yeah. I, I'll be like, okay, that's interesting. And I think I'll come back to you. Yeah. My if it's an Instagram account and they've only got four posts yes. on their Instagram account, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, interesting, but I'm not really going to follow you yet. Yeah. But if they've got a hundred posts mm. or if they've got a hundred podcast episodes or yeah. whatever it is, I think it's like this. Um, you have this kind of inbuilt awareness of loyalty, like that that's worth something, well, and you, like you social... won't trade at loyalty, yeah, unless they've put the effort in first. Well, it's you like a I mean? social currency, isn't it? And yeah, I think. You know, giving something a like or whatever it doesn't really mean anything. But when you follow someone or subscribe or whatever yeah. it is, you you're you're kind of I don't know you're giving them something in a mm. in a way, and and you you want to be rewarded for that. You want to yeah. know that your subscription is is going to be kind of honoured, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it has some value. Yeah. That and that they appreciate that you are giving them some value. Yeah. You know that you get something out of it, but you're giving them something in return. Yeah. And we have to actually have this conversation with our Smiley Booth, photo uh, with Hire franchisees. Yeah. Um, when it comes to educating them around social media yeah. posts and, and, so many times we've had conversations where they're just completely inconsistent. Mm. They go do great for like a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, and they're all over it, and they're yeah. posting all the time, and they're like, I love this. Oh yeah, I did this post. Did yeah, that. yeah. And then month uh, week five happens, and they just stop doing it. Well, I always remember Dan um, back at Christmas one year. Who was one of our franchises? Yeah, yeah. he he was um, exceptionally busy that Christmas, as obviously mm. we normally are at Christmas. And therefore, he hadn't posted anything on his social media since November. Yeah. Um, and I kind of pulled him up on it. And he's like, well, I'm just too busy. And I'm like, yeah, but your customers think you've gone out of business. Yes. Because yeah. it's Christmas. They're expecting to see a load of Christmas photo posts yeah. of you at all your events and going yeah. to stuff. And, and it's just like a ghost town. They think yeah. you're not around. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> People do start to quit, especially on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook, I would say Facebook more than Instagram, just because Instagram doesn't they order your posts mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Like you can get shown a post on Instagram that mm -hmm. happened last year. Yeah. It's, it's just all over the place. Same with YouTube, actually. Yeah, YouTube and LinkedIn's not 
either because it doesn't show you the chronological order right. of the post. But Facebook, it's very obvious. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you're if you're not showing up, people do acknowledge that. It's like, yeah. oh, there's nothing going on. And that's why scheduling is so important, Yeah, right? so, so stick... If, you, if you're going to be posting on, on channels, one, stick to like one or two that you're really going to do. Maybe others you do maybe once a week or something. Yeah. But if, if, you know, if you've just identified your audiences on Facebook and Instagram for argument's sake and you want to post and you've got this idea that you want to post three times a day, yeah. think to yourself, can I keep that up? Because if you post three times a day for a month and then you suddenly stop, yeah. you, you've wasted all that work. Yeah, yeah. So is it better to post once a day and see how you get on yeah. and then build that up? So so create a, um, a consistency that you can stick to. Yeah. So Because this is hard for us, this once a day, but we have said that it's only 365 days and then we'll take a, a view on it. We, we might, we'll probably carry on, but maybe not once a day. Well, I think, so, I mean, we're actually really enjoying it. Yeah. I think that helps. Both of us... This has become part of our routine. We're on day 33 now, and it's just, we love having these chats. Yeah. You know, the fact that we get to invite or give people the opportunity to yeah. hear it. And the and feedback that we've had has been really nice as well. It's been great. And people that, some people that have come out of the woodwork that we've not spoken oh, to for years. Oh, I've heard your podcast, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, and although we've got a tiny, tiny audience <laughs> at the moment... It, it, I feel responsible to them now. Yes. Like, I yeah. feel like we're not just letting ourselves down if we don't deliver something of yeah. good that's, yeah. that's of value and show up, mm-hmm. then we're letting them down. But yeah, it has been people that we haven't spoken to for ages have come <laughs> yeah. out of the woodwork and go, oh, listen to that. But um, yeah, that so lost my thread a little bit, but just coming back to the binge-worthy thing, the, um, the point is that when you go on Netflix... You have a relationship of trust with Netflix yeah. that there's constant content being produced mm-hmm. and that will continue to be produced. So even if you don't necessarily engage with that that particular thing that they've got on today, you might do tomorrow. So you'll yeah. show up tomorrow to check. Yeah. You know, and that's the same with your social media stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't things don't necessarily always have to be perfect. And God knows there's going to be times, if not already, where our podcast won't necessarily be perfect. Yeah. Or our say it social media posts won't be perfect. Or smiley booth yeah. won't be perfect. But if you've built this trust of over time that yeah. you will keep showing up, so will your audience. Yeah, absolutely. So that's consistency. Um, one of the other Cs, there's no particular order to these Cs. They're all as important as each other. Um, but it's convenience. Mm. Um, so again, one of what Netflix re- recognised really early on was what we talked about in another podcast. That obviously, you used to go to your Blockbuster and get your, your video. And they, before they were a streaming service, delivered it in the post. Yeah. And you didn't have any late fees. Yeah, and you yeah, could yeah. return it when you liked and then get the new one. Which um, effectively destroyed Blockbuster. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and now, obviously, they have their own um, uh, streaming service. But even that is... They work so hard on mm. it being convenient for people. There's yeah. always new content that obviously they create themselves nowadays, yeah. um, so they weren't beholden to people licensing. Yeah. But also, um, we've noticed, and I don't know if it's the same for everyone around the world, but we don't have great internet here. And Netflix always works above and beyond Disney+. Everything Plus, else, Amazon. yeah. I don't know how the technology involved in that, but it, it rarely falls over. Yeah, yeah, um, it's the most reliable platform yeah, of all of them. Exactly, so again, convenient. 
um, you know, you have your, your profiles that you set up, so you've mm. got stuff that, that you like as opposed to the kids, so you yeah. don't have to worry that the kids are going to find stuff that they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, there's there's all sorts of things built into making it convenient. Yeah. And so, how again, how do you do that in your business? How do you make it really easy for someone to make a sale with you? Yeah. So make, well, well, no, sorry, go on. All I was going to say is just, you know, making sure there's no hurdles when, when there's a payment or, yeah, yeah. Or, or just all these little things that just make stuff really, really easy for people. Yeah, and on the content piece, it's how do they discover you? How do they, they how many different opportunities do, do you give your potential customer an opportunity to engage with you? So, for yeah. example, the amount of times that we've seen um, the, the small businesses or business start up and they've got an amazing Instagram account, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and then they've got their website and everything else. And there's no cohesiveness between the two things. It's yeah. like, it's like, well, if you've got this great following, great content here, surely that should be witnessed on your website or vice versa. Yeah. It's like, give, give the people that are wanting to engage in your content every opportunity to engage with all of your content all of the time, really yeah. easy, rather than, oh, find me on here or... It's like if someone wants to buy something, that's the other thing. I'm a bit of an, I sound like a bit of an Instagram fan today, but um, so if you you can buy stuff through Instagram platforms. Yeah, well, all of them now: Facebook, yeah. uh, Pinterest, I think. Yeah, shoppable pins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of uh, ways that you can buy stuff. Now. But I just literally just if they, someone sees a picture of something you like and you've got an audience and they're like, okay, I want to buy that service or product, they can just tap it and order that product. Yeah. It's like, why redirect someone from the social platform that they're engaging with to your website yeah, yeah, exactly. um, when they can do it right there and then and purchase the same product? And we talk about this a lot in marketing when we set up marketing channels for mm-hmm. Smiley Booth or Say It it's, and for our franchisees and so on. It's Speed is the most important thing. Yeah, if you yeah. don't... If, and, and convenience is, is the engine, yes. effectively, yeah. isn't it? And so... If, if you're slowing the journey between finding you, the, the, the person finding you and the f- person being able to engage with you or buy your product or whatever, if you put any hurdles in the way of that, then you'll lose. Yeah. They'll go somewhere else. Yeah. So it's always about well, how can I make this faster? How can I strip it out? And then eventually, so the needles of conversion rates will start to go and you'll be yeah. like, oh, wow, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. And then all of a sudden you'll take out too much and it'll start getting, yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus, okay, I've got to do it a different way. But yeah, use the platforms themselves and their purchasing power themselves yeah. rather than redirecting to websites. Yeah, we, we found this with um, Say It, haven't we, like mm. massively. We Because we're all used to using our, our phones and, uh, I mean, you, you know, you give a, a iPhone or a smartphone to a, a toddler and they can oh, work Jesus, it. Yeah. It's it's so intuitive that you just, you don't think anything of it. So no. when we've built this software play, a platform, Say It, yeah. Um, it's been amazing to see how difficult it is to create something that's intuitive. Yeah. And just these little steps that we think everything's fine and then we give it to somebody else to use and they're like, oh, I, oh I've done this and oh, and, and how how did I get here? And oh, I yeah. needed to... And you're like, well, it was just that... No, it obviously wasn't obvious enough. No. It wasn't, you know, that, that kind of streamlined thought. It's, yeah, it was that whole thing of you are not your customer. Yeah. So, and... You, you, because you know it, you think it's obvious, and then it's not until you put it in the hands of somebody else, and they, and they do stuff with it that you just, just blows your mind. Like yeah. what, how, how? It's like are you typing with your nose right now. It's like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what, what? How does that happen? So it's like that's, 
you're you've got to always rely on feedback loops yeah right or all the time whether it be about your content whether it be about like your website or your service or your product you've got to set up ways in which your customers can give you or your potential customers can give you feedback on yeah. what they're seeing yeah. or what you're seeing isn't it so, yeah and and just things like if, if they've got to log in for something you know make that really easy because yeah, I mean that just drives me crazy when I can't get into something and or I've got to go they've got I've got to wait for them to send me an extra security yeah. text and all of this stuff I'm just like oh come on I want to get on with my day yeah. um, well we had that we had that with say it right yeah we set up what we thought was a really easy logging process yeah, yeah. for say it and then it was falling over every five minutes well it was because it was because um it had a lot some phones automatically capsulize the first letter when you start yeah. typing your email address yeah. and the say at login was um case sensitive yeah so loads of people were being thrown out because they didn't realize they'd stuck a capsule at the beginning of their yeah they were just typing their email exactly yeah and it just these tiny little things yeah. but you know trying to take out all of the hurdles for your customer and mm-hmm. um, will keep them coming back because yeah. Everybody just wants speed and ease nowadays. Yeah, they're too busy. Yeah. And and people, like we said just now, people are aware of the value of their time. Yeah. Like they're because we're because we're all we're all consumer animals basically yeah. now, right? So we understand that our attention is is constantly being um, asked for by anything. The moment you open up your phone, open up anything, you, you have an unlimited amount of sources to mm-hmm. uh, put your attention to and everyone is working really bloody hard to get it. And we all know that that's the case. Yeah. We know that when we open. So if something doesn't hit the mark from yeah. the from the get-go or it gives it's slight to feeling a discomfort, it's like it's easier over here. Yes. There's no yeah. there's no lag. There's no like second choice, second yeah. chance rather. Yeah, just, anything that's jarring just will send people away so fast. Yeah. So make sure everything is we talked about this on previous Marketing Mondays, is that you have to have a very holistic approach to your marketing and message. So yeah. everything should look congruent. Yeah. And another C. It, another C. <laughs> is that one of the C's? No, it's not. But... Okay. But, um, yeah, everything should look like it has some kind of congruence with it. It should, it should look and feel like it's your product or service. It's not to say that everything has to be... Um, that kind of exactly the same it's like for example we've got on our youtube videos there's always on the artwork the artwork changes on every video we do but there's always a yellow tab mm-hmm. on it that says smiling entrepreneurs and it'll either say the episode or the clip mm-hmm. and it'll always have a picture of me, a black and white image yeah. of you and i somewhere on that image yeah. it's like that's that'll happen on every video yeah it's that's congruent it and it's important to else. set it up from the I say from the beginning, if you listen to this and you're you know you're already years into business, that's fine as well. But try and look at the kind of end game because as you said earlier, we've got hardly any audience at all at the moment. And when yeah. we first started, obviously we had no one. Yeah. Um, but we've created these things because we know that come day 365 days, that hopefully we'll have a much bigger audience, yeah. people will go back and they'll look for our earlier content and we yeah. want them to be able to find it and know it's ours. Well, and it's also, you have to set everything up for the best chances of success. Yeah. We're not sat here now talking to you as people that um, kind of have made it, done it all, and we're, we're now billionaires and we're sat here going, yeah, this is exactly how you work. We're learning this as we go, but what we are are 
massive fans of the topic of business and marketing. Yeah. And we spend all our time looking at our own businesses, researching and looking at strategies and applying them. And yeah. I think that's a... And optimising for success. Yeah, t- testing it all the time and saying, yeah. right, okay, well, what's the feedback? Does this... We've heard this word. Why do they say that works? Okay, well, let's try it in here and see why it works and then testing it back. And I think that's the thing. I think there's a lot of people out there that have read something and they never test it. Yeah. They, they've got some ideas and then they go, okay, I'll coach you on this or I'll t- show you on this. And this yeah. But they never actually do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing with this podcast is it's all about, okay, well, we'll tell you stuff that we see that we get positive feedback loops mm. from. And that's definitely one of them. The congruency, the consistency and everything else. We always see the needle move yeah. whenever we do those things. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's not easy. I'm not, none of this is easy stuff. It's not like, oh, you've created something and you chuck it up there and you've done. Mm. You can now retire. It's like <laughs> you have to show up all the time consistently. Yeah. There's a discipline but to it. But it's the journey, isn't it? Which is, you know, what we're all about is enjoying the, the journey. A hundred percent. You have to enjoy it. Yeah. You, you have to be in a position where you that you come away feeling good about what you're doing like uh, uh, on some level. Don't be wrong, there'll be times where it's like, I'm really not up for this at the moment. But you get to the other side of it and you're glad you've done it. Yeah. I mean, what time did you get up this morning? Five. Five. <laughs> so Kate officially got up earlier than any, any like how long have we been together? 20 years? Yeah, no, 18. 18. Nearly 20 years, <laughs> whatever it is. And I've never seen you on your own account get up at five well, I actually in the woke up before the alarm. Yeah, which is insane, <laughs> right? So, and the reason why he did that, though, is, and if you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes of podcasts, we were talking about the fact that, Kate, you normally get up at what time? About seven. About seven. About so, seven, seven thirty. Yeah. yeah, so however long ago it was, however many episodes it was, you committed to be getting up at about six. Mm-hmm. Like, that was your goal, because you wanted to take more control of your day. Yeah. And, um... And then this morning you got up at five and you were working on stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So as I do when I get up at five. But the point is that you really were enjoying the work. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you weren't, it wasn't like you had to go clean the oven. No. <laughs> like you were getting up and you were like, I'm, this is, I, I want to get this done. Yeah. I'm up. I want to get cracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it frees up other time in the day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely enjoy it. I helped her listen to a podcast the night, last night. And she goes to bed at midnight and gets up at five. And really? Like, well, if she can do that, I can get up at five. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was already in bed. It was like half nine. Or there are definitely people that can just seem to function on... A lot less. A, a lot less. Like, yeah. I follow Jocko Willink, and I've mentioned him on previous podcasts. One day, if this podcast actually goes <laughs> anywhere, I would love to have him on as a guest. Um, He's your dream 100. He is in my dream 100, 100%. Yeah, very intimidating, scary guy. But, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, but it'd be great. <laughs> um, but he does this thing on his Instagram where he uh, God, how many times have I mentioned Instagram on this one <laughs> where he just takes a photo of his watch um, when he gets up in the morning and it'll say something like 4.30 or whatever it is in the morning and that's his day started um, but I watched an interview with him and he actually he so he actually beats himself up that he gets up that early like he says I just can't like I function on so little sleep mm. he said that it's actually Sometimes I wish I was in bed longer, but yeah. I can literally function on four or five hours sleep a night and I'm fine. Yeah. And he will be up till midnight or whatever and up at four, four thirty. Yeah. You and I Not I so d- much. No, I think we definitely need our six, seven hours yeah. to cope. Yeah, any more than that though, and I get I get 
they go the other way. So yeah, it, but you're so alert. Like you've been really <laughs> wired since five. Like you've been ahead of the game for a lot of today. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. There we go. Sorry, Bit tangent. Of a tangent. But, yeah. <laughs> um so uh another C, number four, um compelling. Uh, no, number three, sorry, compelling. Um okay. so I mentioned at the beginning that how do you create that um, kind of compelling nature when it's not a fictional story, when right. you haven't got all these characters and plot lines and intertwining, intertwining, twining <laughs> stuff. Um, and it, but but it is about story, even in business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not just about that widget you're selling or that service you're selling. Yeah. It's about your story. Yeah. And people are increasingly more and more interested in. The, the founder's story, the person's Yeah, the authenticity story. of yeah, it. Yeah, the person behind the business, the the reasons you're doing that business. Maybe you've got, um, you know, some kind of charity arm that you that you support, like a foundation or something. Yeah. Um, they're the things, they're the human interest things. I mean, it's no coincidence that, yes, Apple was doing well, but when everybody started knowing who Steve Jobs was, it did even better. Yeah, yeah it's huge. Um, but, but, you know, um, Microsoft, everyone knows who Bill Gates is. Yeah. Virgin, everyone knows who Richard Disney. Branson is. Disney. Walt Disney. People know this, the story and the founder story, and yeah. they like nothing better than than knowing that they're a real human. There's a person and a family and everything associated with the brand. Well, it's way more relatable, right? Yeah. It's you are... And, and seeing someone's vision... Mm. That someone working hard and their vision coming to life is something that we all kind of want for ourselves yeah. in, at some point in life. Yeah. So you definitely resonate with those. And if they're if it's something that they're building from a place of value, mm -hmm. like in terms of they've got good character and values, and that resonates in the work that they do, then we in some way resonate yeah. with that as well, don't yeah. we? It's really important. Yeah. It's like um, on a, a complete... <laughs> Entirely different scales and things like Steve Jobs and, and people like that. But a friend of ours who we've, we've mentioned um, before, the Canadian family, mm -hmm. um, Matt um, has... Uh, he's, he's, Matt is one of those guys who strikes me as whatever he does, he'll always be awesome at it. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, like, he's a real man's man, isn't yeah. he? And he's like... And you just know that if like, anything happens... <laughs> He'd, he'd be able to probably solve it. Or well, maybe not ballet dancing or something like that. <laughs> oh, no, I reckon he could do ballet dancing. Yeah. I reckon he could probably nail that as well. Um, but, um, he, yeah, yeah, anyway. Um, but the point is that um, he's created, he got into woodcraft. He's, yeah. he's, he's always, he's like, uh, he's had like an artistic flair anyway, like mm -hmm. painting. And then he got into woodcraft. And he creates some really fascinating things, like some really kind of, Stuff that's got a lot of thought behind it and yeah. feeling behind it, and he's and he's uh, in, to such an extent where he's created a small business, which is I think it's Matlin Woodcraft, which is M A T T I L I N. I think I it is Matlin Woodcraft. I think it is um, where you can go and have a look at his stuff, and and you'll see, and and he's suddenly getting a following. People are really enjoying like his work and are buying his things, and and the reason why, and we were talking about this, and it's. It's because it's Matt. Yeah. Like you're you're not buying that that just this ornate. Yeah. Like it can be anything. It'd be like a salad spoon that's yeah, been yeah. handcrafted by Matt. But you're buying. You know, when you buy that, you're buying it from this individual who's an interesting character yeah. in of himself, and he's worked hard personally to deliver this thing for you. Yeah. It's like 
it is in of itself like a piece of art. Yeah. Like, and that's all art is, right? You're buying in one way, shape or form part of that person's identity. Yeah, and, right? and the, um, as you say, like the authenticity and, and the genuineness of it, because it is like we would, I don't think we've mentioned this, but um, the uh, French linens that we came across the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here, here in France, if uh, there's um, some people that have got Etsy stores that sell French linen, um, like curtains, towels, tablecloths, yeah. um, that they they find locally at, um, you know, um, what do they call it? I'm thinking the word jumble sale, that's the English word, but what do they call it here? Um, flea markets. Street, yeah, yeah. You know, um, just like secondhand stores. Well, it's uh, not stores so much, it's like markets that they yeah. have in, during the, um, like tabletop markets in, in, during the during the day. And, you know, they'll find these, these items and then they'll sell them on Etsy for huge quantities but yeah. it's because they are genuine french linen but they've normally got a story associated with yeah. them so this these curtains came from such and such chateau yeah owned and by the so-and-so be... so family you know yeah. they've got a history well, they can be 100 years old they can exactly. certainly be decades yeah. old yeah but they they've got they weren't just manufactured in a, in a factory in china somewhere yeah. made to look french you know they, yeah. they and people really like to connect with something that's real yeah, I agree. And I think the, um, so uh, one of the pieces of work that I've been involved in recently is helping a, a financial firm yeah. and, and just getting their marketing and business strategy, just in just helping them create some alignment yeah. around that. And um, they were asking about, well, what should our approach be on social media, say mm. for Instagram or, or Instagram again? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not just a massive fan of Instagram, by the way. I don't know why I'm suddenly saying Instagram all the time, but... Um, but there, one of the, one of the things the pieces we sat down and talked about was well, how do we communicate a financial firm's story on these platforms? Yeah, because so it can be like awareness. quite dry content. Can't Absolutely, it? and the first thing I said is, well, what's your story? What's the story behind the staff? What's yeah. the personality behind you guys? Because that's what will resonate with your potential audience. You want to. And There's the a... stories of things, it doesn't need to just be your story because, you know, if you're listening to this and think, oh, I don't really have much of a story. Well, first of all, you do. You yeah, absolutely. always do, whether you realise it or not. But also the story of your customers. Yeah. So again, in the financial uh, market, instead of, oh, yeah, I, I, I got so-and-so a mortgage, you know, end of. Well, what's the story behind that? Yeah. Why, why was that person moving? Yeah. You know, how, how did you, what kind of deal did you manage to get them? What did that save them? How Can you get yeah. a testimonial from how them? How did that change their life? Yeah, exactly. Right? It's, it's um, there are stories in everything and that's what keeps people interested. Yeah, it's huge. It's, it's, you, you should definitely be thinking, that's what Disney does, Yeah. right? That the biggest companies on the planet understand the value of the story. Mm -hmm. And so anything that you're thinking about right now about how the hell do I communicate, how do I create social media posts or how do I build some kind of website profile or whatever it is, just be authentically you, as yeah. we've always said, and just keep just keep telling that, like walk through that story. Because there's more stories that happen. Well, I mean, great. this podcast is all about like our journey with yeah. Say It, Smiley Booth and in business and life in general, right? Yeah. 
Well, a great example of, of them of stories is the is Christmas adverts that you get yeah. at this time of year. You know, a lot of the people actually wait for the Christmas adverts. I've seen people really? post on yeah, yeah. I've oh, seen geez. people post on Facebook, um, like coming up to I think it's like maybe mid November that the Christmas adverts right. start to come out. It's like, Oh, John Lewis's Christmas adverts come out, have you seen it? Or oh, Sainsbury's or any of the big ones that do the kind of like moving Christmas image, Christmas um adverts. It's just like, Oh, have you seen this year's one? People look forward to because they're now known for it well it what well this is the thing about emotion right if you can the beauty of stories it allows you to imbue i think that's the word imbue emotion into your product or service are you impressed with that (laughs) i'll pretend i know what you meant (laughs) i think that's the word this could be a really embarrassing moment like kind of infuse yes that's better is that another one (laughs) um so anyway um the because emotion is, is, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you need to find some way of connecting an emotional experience with the content that you're creating. For example, right, John Lewis is a great example because we talk about this in the franchise training. Yeah, because you're changing a state. Right, so changing people's state, may, when you change someone's state, so state is the place, the, the feeling and place you're in right now, right? So if you are feeling happy, or, or grumpy or whatever that's your state so people are the easiest to oh, sorry you can make a more lasting impact on someone if you in, if you give them a message at the point that you change their state so that's why television adverts are so into or any adverts for that matter are really interesting well just just to illustrate that point a bit more that's why when you're the, the the things that you remember from a childhood tend to be like if you broke your arm yeah or um when you had a you received a a certain gift that you were desperate for on christmas day because you you suddenly had that euphoric state and it, yeah it's, cause it's any, the feeling you attach yeah. to that moment yeah right if there was a message or experience there was something that happened at the point where you're the the extreme of that feeling happened yeah and it's and it has to be timed right right yeah. it has to be so you for example right the john i'll give you a couple of examples the john lewis one's a great one years ago and i mean it's probably quite a while ago now but there was a john lewis advert advert in the uk and it may have been saying to me we can uh, i think it might, it yeah i can't remember if it's yeah yeah it could be saying to me. <laughs> it's one of the two yeah yeah um so the, the whole ad, right, so it's, the whole ad runs for about 30 seconds, yeah. yeah? And the way it works is it's based on a famous story in World War Two. Two. Yeah. It is two. Mm-hmm. Where they're in the trenches, right, you, and you've got these two opposing forces in the trenches. And then all of a sudden everything stops and they come out the trenches, they play a football match together and they're all kind of, there's this camaraderie going on between these two forces. It's actually a true story. I read yeah, this. So, yeah. And, um, it's Christmas Day. Right. Okay. So they all play football together and then they separate and they go back into the trenches. And there's, um, and there's all this, the music's very moving and all this kind of stuff. And then there's this point in the, in the advert. And remember, it's only 30 seconds or if mm-hmm. that, right? There's a point in the advert where... Um, there's a, you have this moment of realisation that it's on their faces that those people that they were just playing football with that they realised were hu- other human beings in the same situation they're in um, they're now going to have to kill they're now going to have to shoot at and right at that moment it's like this big moment then the company's logo, logo comes yeah. up 
right? So in 30 seconds, you go from, oh, that's a bit sad. Oh, well, that's cool. Oh, that's really sad, right? <laughs> and at the point where it flips, they, there's, there's the logo. Yeah. And it's because they know that they need to get you in 30 seconds to go through a whole sea change of state changes, right? And because when I watched it at first, I didn't realize when it first came out because I didn't understand the state change thing. And I remember watching it going, say it is Sainsbury's. I remember thinking, why the hell? What's it got to do with groceries, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd never bought a cabbage in Sainsbury's <laughs> and thought about World War, right? So, or football, or any of this. So why the hell has Sainsbury's chosen that story? Yeah. And it was years later when we learned about some of yeah. this, about state change and how people could be influenced and how important that was. But I mean, the fact that we're it. still talking well, about people it. People right? do remember it because whenever we've done that training with our franchisees, they've gone, oh yeah, I remember that advert. Yeah, and they probably remember better the name of the company. But, <laughs> but that, that's why it's become a, a thing each year, that people look forward to those two right. companies' Christmas efforts because they're a really big deal. Because they've mastered it, yeah. basically. The, um, the Marks and Spencers ones are always good as well. They're, yeah. they're normally more relative to what they're actually selling, but they're again, they're known for it. Well, um, a really blatant one yeah. was Tango. Yeah. Like that was that back in the yeah, early days. Yeah, because that always made you laugh. That was your state change. Yeah, I don't know if that yeah. was, because that was a very much a UK ad. I don't know if it happened anywhere else. Well, but, Tango's a UK brand, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, but Tango, for anybody that doesn't know what Tango is, it's a it's a fizzy can sugary drink, like Coca-Cola, but orange. And um, and they had used to have an ad when we, like, I think it might be like the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was yeah, a long time ago. 90s, I think, yeah. And the whole thing was, it would just be CC. It would look like CCTV cameras were set up in a high street or whatever it is, and someone would be minding their own business, and they'd be like talking to their friend in the high street, and then this, I think it was a little fat ball guy. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. He might have even had an orange face. I can't remember. But what he did have was he had a massive plastic hand. Orange I think hand, it was yeah. orange hand, right? And so someone would be sat just having a conversation in the high street. And then suddenly you'd hear, you'd see this guy run onto the screen like in the high street and he'd smack the guy in the face <laughs> yeah. with his big rubber hand or what he yeah. was, wasn't it? And he'd be going, he'd go, Tango! Like this. You'd and be then, tangoed. You'd be tangoed. And like, so you'd be like just watching your normal mundane, like it'd be the ad break between the news or, or whatever it yeah. was. It'd be normal adverts. And then you'd get this tangoed advert. And yeah. The moment the kind of slap happened, yeah. that was it. Tango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's what twenty, thirty years ago. How long yeah, it is? Yeah. We st I still remember it like it was on TV last week. Yeah, yeah. And and the company and everything. Well, and the, um, state change. We got uh, sent one, didn't we, for, about Apple, which was um, just selling an iPhone, which you 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 think is hard to have like an emotional connection to because it's quite yeah. a functional gadget. Um, but it, it was that, um, it, again, it was a Christmas advert and it was that boy that was oh, yeah, yeah, constantly yeah. just on his phone while everyone was playing and having a family time. They'd yeah. go out in the snow and he'd be on his phone and they'd be putting up the tree and he'd be on his phone. Well, and, and do you notice how the beginning of that is very, it's very slow and mundane. Yeah. Like, so they, so you can have had a really great experience with the previous advert. Yeah. But then they slow, they deliberately slow you right down into this. Yeah. Because they want to change your slates, because they want the, the state change to be as big as possible. At the end, yeah. So it's almost like they sedate the music's quiet and yeah. calm. It's actually a little bit boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit, yeah. Well, all the way through, you're thinking, well, this isn't a very good advert because exactly. it's showing you that the phones are not good for, for being involved in society. And then right at the end, 
um, everyone's given their presents on Christmas Day yeah. and he gets up and, and switches the TV on. And what he's been doing that whole time is creating a little movie of all the things that are happening at Christmas. And then he plays it and everyone's in tears. And, well, and, and the music that, kicks in. Exactly, and you get that, that state change. <coughs> and so. it's that's really important. So you might be thinking, oh, Christ, I haven't got a TV company to do all this, or oh, I'm not going to go running around slapping people in the face and shouting <laughs> yeah, out my business don't, name. Yeah, we advocate that. <laughs> it was all on the press as well, wasn't it? They wanted people to stop, because I remember at school, everyone would just be going, Tango! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, but the, the point is, is when you start realising why people are, um, why things are structured in the way they are, it, and you start becoming conscious of it, right? It then starts informing your own behaviours around content creation and how you talk about your business and, yeah. and and all of these things because these things are going on anyway. And you can take people through the same journey on a blog post. Yes. You know, yeah. you don't need the, the, a budget and everything through doing a video. I mean, video is is obviously the, the ultimate, but you can still take people on these journeys yeah. and, and um, through stories and that's, that's your compelling content. That you well, need. stories do... Stories lend themselves to like a beginning middle and end yeah right like there's a there's there's generally things that people buy into because yeah. of that so yeah having some kind of storytelling in in everything you do and it could be it doesn't need to start and end in one post it can be something that you that unfolds over a period of weeks months whatever mm. it doesn't have to be all in one bite no so. exactly yeah and that's even more compelling really mm. um so curated content for your audience is uh, c number four um, so we've, we've touched on this anyway during this podcast, but, you know, really niching down on who your audience are and how to communicate with them. So that that can be um, everything from from brand and colors and stuff, but to the language that you use, yeah. you know, you need to kind of speak to them on on whatever level it is that, you know, if you obvious example is if you're selling something to kids, you're going to be using the language yeah. and, and nature of kids. Um, and so there's, there's lots of kind of means with that as to really creating your audience. But when you've done that, you can become really intelligent with it. And there are kind of like AI functionalities and stuff that will do this for you but you but you can create it yourself and that's signposting to the to the next thing that your audience would like yeah. which obviously again if you go back to Netflix um and well lots of, lots of things as well like Audible does it very well yeah. um you get shown stuff that you know what you w- might like yeah based on your previous choices so it's personalizing the content yeah. for you um which makes it feel like a very personal experience yeah yeah like, well that's a great idea with things like um when, when you've got people going to your checkout on your website and stuff like that and yeah. retargeting through AdWords and yeah. stuff like that, which obviously um, Amazon does brilliantly yes. in terms of retargeting you on stuff with products. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, if you, and that go, it goes back to kind of making it convenient and easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just speaking directly to your customer or your audience is going to feel like a much more powerful connection. Well, it's not just how you speak. It's, uh, like, it's also where you speak. Yeah. So when you talk about curating content, because a lot of people think about curating content as in, well, just what it looks like and what it says, but where you place it is really important. So if you're, yeah. for example, just on an extreme end, if you are um, trying to get in front of children because your content is appropriate for that demographic, mm. then sticking it in the Daily Mail newspaper yeah. is not going to, no, they're never, never, never going to see it. Yeah. And, but, and that's one extreme, but... 
The same extreme applies to social media platforms or media platforms altogether. So there's a if you do the research, you'll find that there's a specific age range that congregate on TikTok over those that use Facebook, over those that yeah. use Instagram, over those use... And even though Facebook and Instagram are the same company now, effectively, Instagram is owned by Facebook, they serve entirely different demographics yeah. and they're very different services. So... It's no point, you might find that you're having no luck at all on Facebook with an ad campaign, uh, and, but if you just focused it all on Instagram, you'd have yeah. it, or, or Pinterest, or any of these things. Yeah, the right channels is is the key. To well, and again, the, the language you use, like, um, you know, Twitter tends to be lots of hashtags, which, although you can hashtag in Facebook, people don't really. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and even though Twitter has increased its character limit and things like that, it's still got that kind of shouty, attention-grabbing nature to it because it's such a busy platform. Yeah, it's um, quite an ang- that's the angriest of all the platforms, yeah, I think. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's, it's very kind of tabloidy, noisy, yeah, yeah, yeah. shouty. Tabloidy is a great way of Yeah, exactly. Twitter, so you, yeah. you need to kind of be shouting to get attention in that, yeah. in that space, whereas Instagram is much more kind of pretty pictures and you, you need to... Well, and Pinterest is is a lot of people's chill out time. Yeah. Pinterest is about, okay, this is my me time. Yeah. So it's like flicking through a nice magazine. Yeah, exactly. Pinterest, yeah, so you're not going to put something shouty and headliney on Pinterest. No. Um, because people just won't want to engage with it. So... And YouTube's quite a shouty place. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're not, it's all about, because you, the way, and that it's how the algorithm, like all the algorithms on all the platforms are all designed to try and keep people on there. For as long as possible. That's the point. Yes, yeah, right? so your content needs to cater to that because you you want to complement the algorithm. So much stuff out there in marketing teaches you like how to like beat the algorithm. And yes, you you will for a bit if you if you employ certain tactics or you employ a company to do it. But the algorithms change all the time. Yeah, just so give, give yeah, the, working with it is so much easier. Yeah, yeah. Just give the platforms what they want. Yeah, exactly. If, and say so, and and don't obsessively go into a million different platforms either no. because it's just like choose a couple that you're happy with yeah and and just refine your content appropriately the one you're happy with but also your audience the, the desired audience yeah fit yeah don't try and make a platform into something that it's not yeah because the platform's always going to be way bigger yeah than, than anything you're ever going to produce yeah, exactly. that any of us and is you, ever going to produce just get- drowned in it yeah um and so the the last one on that is uh we talked about the cliffhanger at the the beginning um which we'll tell you about in the next episode <laughs> <laughs> how you achieve that is calls to action is <laughs> calls to action so telling people uh, like what other content of yours they can go and find um yeah. signposting them in the, in the right direction telling them um you know if you if you have got a podcast with which hopefully we will do in the future with several hundred episodes saying, oh yeah, we spoke about something similar to this on episode 101, if you've not heard yeah, that. Yeah. Or, um, and uh, and again, cross-promoting. So, yeah. um, you know, if you like listening to this, maybe you'd like to watch us over on YouTube or visit our website because all the resources are there. So it's, you know, stuff that we obviously do. We, we walk our talk on that. But yeah. but doing that for people is is so much easier because they, if they want to know more, yeah. if they've heard something you've said in the podcast or watched something you've you've said on YouTube, 
and they want to know more, mm-hmm. if you don't give them that information, the first thing they're going to do is Google, and then yeah. they'll end up on someone else's stuff. Yeah. yeah. So give them a way for them to keep finding your content. And that's why it's so important to have multi-channels. Yeah. Right? Because, because you can... Eat, different channels give different things to people. Like when you said about go and have a look at our website. There's yeah. stuff on our website that wouldn't work on YouTube. No. Like in, in terms of being able to find stuff, getting resources yeah. and all this kind of stuff, just wouldn't work and vice versa. So yeah. it's... And give them a reason to. Yeah. So, you know, don't just say, I'll go check our website out. Give, you know, if you've talked yeah. about a certain technique or something on here, you say, oh, I've created a, pin, a, a, a PDF or an infographic to help you with this. Yeah. You know, or, or I've created a challenge or something that, you know, go download it or something so that they've got a reason to, to go off and do that, not just, oh, go look at my website. And you might be listening or watching this and thinking, well, it doesn't really apply to my business. How would it work? Like, say, for example, woodworking, right? Like Matt's, Matt Lynn... M-A-T-T-L-I-N. Not sponsored. Work. Not sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored. Just, I think the guy's awesome and I think what he's creating is great. Um, but um, it would be easy for him to turn around and say, well, yeah, Lee, Gates, why would I bother doing all of that kind of stuff? Yeah. We've got, I've got people doing this uh, and I don't need a website. I just put some posts up on Facebook and people engage with it and um, my audience is growing. But then you think, well, hang on a sec. But if you had a little YouTube channel that showed the work and the craftsmanship that goes into what you're doing. Yeah, and, the, yeah. and Because if you meet someone like Matt, and I'm sure this is the case with anybody that's very creative and that is, is building something from scratch, and they're, they're showing their passion for what they're doing, yeah. and it's like, right, I'm making this today, and this is how we do it, and this is how we go. That, that then goes, that reinforces the sale, and then it's like, oh, if you want to see where the woods are from or... How I get this, or all this, it's on my website here, and everything yeah. else. Everything feeds into everything else all the time, and and you have to think that people consume content, your content, in a hundred different ways. Just because you've got one person that loves video, there'll always be someone else who hates video but loves reading, yeah. like reading a blog. Like you and I are very much yeah. like that. I consume everything through video, yeah. and you're very much our reader. Well, I, I remember at the um, the beginning of this year, or, or the, the, the first lockdown, so like March, April kind of time, when we were quite into growing our own stuff, and yeah. you know, we were new to this property, so we were trying to like figure out the garden and what was there previously, and we're both, excuse the pun, but completely green when it comes to gardening like we oh yeah we, we have no experience yeah so um and you started watching some guy on on youtube that <laughs> yeah. um had a um quite it was a homestead but it was quite a decent size one and he yeah. was selling his own vegetables and, and all of this kind of stuff and and you got quite into watching him and I, I, you had your headphones on and yeah. i remember because we'd be in bed together both like watching very like different things on our phones and and you'd be watching that, and I remember looking over a few times, and kind of going, "Silly Farmer Giles, what's he doing? Watching these kind of weird programs." Yeah. And then I watched one with you, and yeah. it was really interesting. Yeah. And the guy was really—it wasn't entertaining, as in like all singing or dancing, but he, his passion and yeah. his knowledge and his story really came across. Yeah, and I was, was like, a... I can really understand why you've been watching him. Yeah, because it was him. Yeah, exactly. and I think we all feel that, right? We all want that. I mean. We're, we're doing this podcast in 2020, right? December of 2020 right now, this episode is. And if there's ever been a year where human connection has been restricted, mm-hmm. they, that, that, that's this year, right? Yeah. It's like, so, and we generally resonate with 
other people. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's what we, that's what we love about business. Yeah. It's what we love about, it's why, why I kick myself why we haven't done this before. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the reaching out to people and hearing people's stories and feeling like in some way either you're helping them or you're learning from them or, or whatever yeah. it is. I think it's something where that's like something that's very deep within all of us and people yeah. are genuinely good. Yeah. Like there's the, the, most people are, are, are have got a history and a story to tell that's genuinely interesting. And that yeah. guy, I mean, it literally would be, he'd get up in the morning and he'd be like, right, okay, I've got to go move the cows. And he'd <laughs> yeah. be like, and the video was him just walking along, moving the cows <laughs> or he had to move the chicken fence yeah. and all this sort of stuff. But he loved it. Yeah. And, and that was infectious, right? You, yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, I wonder what, what he's going to move tomorrow. Or <laughs> I wonder how he's going to get on with them cabbages tomorrow. You know, yeah. it's like, it was all of those things. But he was consistent. He was, yeah. There's always videos <coughs> coming out. He was passionate about what he did. He was unique. It was a story. It was... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a really good example. Yeah. So, the five C's were, again, not in any order, and probably not in the order that we've just covered them, <laughs> convenience, uh, cliffhangers, which is translated to business content as calls to action, uh, consistency, compelling, and creating curating your content for your specific audience. Yeah, cool. So, there you go. Episode thirty-three. Thirty-three. And well, tomorrow we are talking about. You left me. You, uh, you left me hanging. I've <laughs> um, <I'd> forgotten. <laughs> we're talking about something tomorrow. Oh no, I know what we're talking about. Oh, this Sorry, is, uh, no, no, this is a cliffhanger. Oh, okay. This is a cliffhanger. <laughs> You'll find out tomorrow <laughs> what we're talking about. There we go. Bye. Bye. <laughs>